Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston, a safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. been on vacation but we are back another episode of the huddle with me monica d livingston and i have a special guest lisa figgenbaum or as we just call it the fig the figster okay she doesn't know that i call her the figster but we do call her uh fig because figgenbaum is cool but fig is like much cooler anyway uh lisa is the executive vice president and chief strategy officer of the dallas wings of the wnba and she stopped by the huddle to give some advice about how to break into sports um, in, in sports and entertainment and she really dropped some gems to help people that are on that journey we also talk about um, the LGBTQ plus community and what it means to be an out woman in the sports industry so you want to just sit back kick back listen and enjoy and of course we had some fun um, there was also some surprises really <laughs> we lost power well she lost power at one point I guess something happened and the lights were out but then we got that glow back. So take a listen. When we come back, you'll be listening to me interviewing Executive Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer of the Dallas Wings of the WNBA, Lisa the Fixter. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment is sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides. NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of slides. Visit islideusa.com and get started. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code M-O-N-I-C-A at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. And while you're there, take a look at my personal collection. I designed each pair myself. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with Islide USA. Uh, to the huddle with me, Monica B. Livingston. And man, I got a treat for you guys today. My new friend, Lisa Figgenbaum from the Dallas Wings is in the building, gonna drop some gems for us. And she is the executive vice president and chief strategy officer of the Dallas Wings of the WNBA. Lisa, how are you living? I am fantastic. I love your energy. I'm so excited to do this. Let's get it started. Yeah, man, thanks for, thanks for coming. We met... Uh, Last weekend, God, is it only a couple of days ago? Man, things have just been like happening like, like crazy. I was in Dallas last weekend, as many of you know, for the nine cup championship weekend where the Dallas elite ended up winning the championship. And Lisa and I had an opportunity at the breakfast to meet and find some synergy. And I was like, you got to come on the podcast and you just got to tell people about your journey and how you made it in women's sports and, and particularly as a gay woman in sports. And so I thought, you know, one of the things we like to do in the huddle here is come together, 
it, it, you know, and come up with strategies and we want to be able to help other people. And the only way to do that is to have dialogue, talk about it and have some fun. So those are the two rules. We're going to do both of those. We're going to give you guys some knowledge and then Lisa and I are going to have some fun and then we're going to be done. She's going to go in with her day and I'm going to sit in my PJs and watch some documentaries and drink vodka because um, that's what you do now after you party the weekend before you don't get two weekends in a row um, at my age. So Lisa, let's get into it. You, okay, you didn't just not have your first job in sports and entertainment, right? Like you, you can't just wake up one day and become the executive vice president and chief strategy officer. So talk to us a little bit, take us through the journey. Where are you from? What did you major in? Talk to me a little bit about little Lisa. Totally. And I'm going to take you, I feel old when I do this, right? So we're going to, we're going to go back a little bit here. Um, but no, born and raised in Connecticut, uh, went to a small, a small college right over the border in Massachusetts, got my sports management degree, had no real desire to go into sports. I was yep. an athlete at the time, total has been, um, you know, and so I, I had to do a 480 hour unpaid internship. I sincerely hope that's not legal these days, Monica. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Um, so I got in with the entertainment venue in Connecticut, um, Hartford Civic Center, then now the, the XL Center. Um, and I just fell in love with sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I got mm -hmm. that, that adrenaline rush and that feeling, um, whether it was a UConn basketball game or a minor league hockey game right. that we were hosting at the time. And I just knew this is it. I have to figure out a way to stay in this industry. Yeah. Um, and I also looked around and realized there wasn't a lot of women, if any at all. Um, to my knowledge, there wasn't a lot of gay folks. There wasn't a lot of people of color. You right. know, I could keep going. And I just said, you know what? Like, I need to do this, not just for myself, but so I can help be a trailblazer for, for the aforementioned, you know, diverse buckets. And yes. so I'll spare you all the boring details, but I went from intern to senior manager of the whole department in about five years there. Um, wow. and I thought I was set, you know, I was the person when everyone would say, let's move to California. Let's do that. I'd be like, why you've got your friends here. You've got your family. Like, why would you even do that? Yeah. Um, AEG was operating our building at the time and to everyone's surprise, they lost the bid on the building. Um, when the RFP came up. Wow. So here I was at 25 years old and my world was rocked. Like, right. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Best thing that could have ever possibly happen to me. I love Forced it. me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I um, interviewed, applied, was hired and accepted with the Sacramento Kings in 48 hours. The NBA folks joke that I hold some record for. <laughs> I, I love that. This is 48 <laughs> hours. Wow. It's crazy. And I'm glad they made me, you know, make a decision quickly because I probably would have found some way to talk myself out, out of moving across the country. Yeah. Um, but Lisa, was that due to networking? Like 48 hours, that's quite a turnaround, right? Like, I literally was applied online. Oh. No, it's a great question. I think I got lucky and I think I was just, you know, what I fit exactly what right. they were looking for, but applied online and they knew, you know, it was almost like love at first sight yeah. in the business world. Um, and so there I was. And, you know, like any other 25 year old, I called my mom and said, I'm right. moving across the country, I need your help. You know, yeah. so I won't get into all those funny stories because that's a whole nother thing. Um, but moved out to California, um, didn't hardly know anybody. And wow. it was rough. You know, yeah. I, I like to admit and be vulnerable when I talk on these things because I can't stand the people who are like, yeah, I moved. It was great. Kites and lollipops. Like, get out of here. Right. Right. Um, you were sad and lonely at times and second guessing 
And yet, yes. right, yeah, and that's important. Vodka, I'm the couch with the Netflix. Right, 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 <laughs> alone, right. Totally, and I think that's important, right? Um, and so it took me some time, but man, then not only did I prove to myself I could do it professionally, but personally, I was mm. like really proud of myself. I love that. Um, so Sacramento then quickly became my home. Um, the Kings were opening a brand new arena, which is one of the coolest things I'll ever do in my career. Also one of the craziest. Um, and so I was able to, I had an actually a really, um, an amazing male boss. And, you know, when people talk about women in sports, sometimes unintentionally, I think we can become a little divisive. Men are such an important part of the story. Not all of them I'll say, but most men are willing and able to, to support and and help women and we need them let's be real because who's running gotta have them right yeah right. you gotta have them there they should be allies and like we can't say we don't need them at all you just have to network with the right ones and you know and i think you can also change some of their minds right i think that they work with you and if you know what you're doing and you're at the top of your game i think they'll go oh wait a minute you know, she isn't what I thought she was going to be. Um, and, and not that the onus should be on us, but I guess it's on anyone, right. To prove yourself at a new job or, you know, with, with to your coworkers, you should be, they need to know that you're going to be a contributing member to the team. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm spot on with you. In fact, that you can't ostracize men and think that we can do this alone just like they can't exercise us, right? We're proving that you need us too. Now we're getting the hires and we're getting the looks, you know, that we deserve for these positions. Um, Anything happened to you that you're like, you can recall early in your career when you're like, that was sexist as hell. They wouldn't have done it or said it to a guy. You know, the first thing that comes to mind was it was a really cool moment. I tried to emulate my male bosses, right. Okay. Or, or my male superiors, mm. as far as their leadership style. Right. right. And you know, I love them. I was still great friends to this day, but it was a very buttoned up. Whereas I'm like people and yeah. energy. And so here I was thinking that who I was and how I wanted to lead was wrong. Not necessarily because I was being told that or hammered into my head, but because what I was seeing, gotcha. I felt like, well, if I want to get here or this is what everyone else. And so it was really weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think, but no, I mean, you know, there were some other stories and some other things along the way, but you know, here's the thing too. I, I have experienced, I I mentor a lot of young women. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think sometimes young women are too quick to say, well, you know, I was told we can't do this or I was being a bitch because I'm a woman. And I look and I said, no, you were being a bitch. It looked like you were throwing a temper tantrum right. or whatever, right? Right. And I say that because the last thing we need is to start using this progress in this movement to justify and make excuses. Right. So as women, we do still need to hold each other accountable of, no, you sound yeah. like a bitch. And here's how you know, Right. Here's yeah. You, you're a bitch because you're a bitch. It ain't got nothing to do with your female parts, basically. But you right? know what like, I'm saying? And people are really quick now. Right, it's, right. Because I'm gay. It's because I'm... And look, again, there are some cases where that's that's held true. But there's a lot where I'm like, I'm not here for that. You know, yeah. like, we need to be resilient. Don't make excuses. Be open to do some introspection. And Right. So anyways, no, I mean, no, no crazy story there, but... When I realized I could lead the way I wanted to, it was really cool to then see the type of talent I was attracting right. and then recruiting and growing to then be that next wave of leadership 
who led with who they are. It was it was a really I love like, it that. Was a good yeah, because as soon as you became authentically you as a leader, then you're you're getting like minded people around like, you know, where we're similar in that I'd work for you. You'd work for me. Right. Well, if I saw the button up dude, I'd be like, man, I, or the buttoned up chick. I mean, you know, it doesn't even really matter. I'd be like, that's not going, that's not going to fit with me. So never mind. So you were literally by being authentic, we're attracting the, the kind of talent that we know is better. You know, the kind like us, right? <laughs> you can be fun and successful. You know, people get a twist. It's like, no, that, you know, that, that is how it happens, right? The fun is first, right? The success comes because we're laughing and having a good time. Okay, so I interrupted your story. Sacramento Kings, after the Kings. Boom, boom. So anyways, they took care of me. Um, you know, I got promoted a, a few times. My most recent role with the Kings, um, me and these like weird titles. So I was vice president of groups, premium hospitality and event sales. Mm -hmm. So um, I oversaw over a hundred suite lofts, premium units um, for Kings and all of our arena shows. Um, it was always top in the league for, for group sales, doing thousands of tickets per event, making sure we look good in there. Right. Um, started a, uh, brand new revenue generating stream, selling events on dark days. Okay. Um, which is actually quick plug. One of my, one of my dearest, uh, teammates and success stories in the diversity space, Carl Crudup, who came from AT&T stadium, a black and openly gay gentleman who was attracted to come work for someone like me has now it. really become my succession plan there with the Kings and is just doing a phenomenal job. Sweet. Um, you know, and then I was also overseeing all the business operations of our G League team. So like everything, so I, I had a lot, right. And, um, and I, you know, I, I had hired people and grown them over the years. Right. And so when I would be recruited from other teams, it was really hard for me because I said, I don't want to leave. I have my my family Your here. Family, right. Yeah. You weren't leaving a job. They're trying to recruit you to another job. Ooh. And you're like, you trying to get me away from my family. Like, and you right. got enough for, so we can all come, you know, right. then, then I'm interested. Right. <laughs> like Exactly. But, yeah. but then yeah. the pandemic for as horrible was it, as it was, was really amazing for me. Um, one, unfortunately I had to furlough and lay off a number of my staff. So my family, I mean, that was, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. That's horrible, Can't imagine, you yeah. know? Um, but, but I also had the opportunity to travel a decent amount. Mm -hmm. Um, I did 15 different States very safely. Hawaii did some international. Um, and what I realized was I don't want to go back to Sacramento. I don't want to work in men's sports anymore. It's not serving me. Ooh. Right. Um, and so I did something that most people would say is crazy. And I just told them I'm not coming back. I didn't know where my next job was going to be. And I didn't care because throughout you the quit your good government job before you had another. <laughs> I just, you know, and I, I have a great network and I had right. some conversations. So I knew I, I had some safety nets out there, but I just decided I wanted to be happy. And it yeah. didn't, it like didn't matter to me. Now, I'm not saying everyone should just go quit their jobs. Please, this is not a right, one right, right, right. model. Um, but so I, I um, had a few months off and really explored my options. And when, when the Dallas Wings approached me, um, not only with a, a WNBA team opportunity in women's sports, heck yeah, um, but also to launch a brand new professional lacrosse team in market. Right. I thought, man, this, this is, is almost too good to be true. Yeah. Like you, you, know? wrote, so, you wrote it. If you would have wrote your own job description, there it is. Right. So, this you would wanted. Be it. And to get to bring in 
15 new people and create my own culture. Okay. Right, right. In a, in a space. And so, yeah. I'd love, you know, what I like about that. Whenever. What I like about that, Lisa, is that people think, you know, walking away actually got you closer to what you wanted to do. Right. And you think, who would walk away from a sweet gig that you had? But, and the other thing that, that, uh, stood out is that you said it wasn't serving you, which is so weird because I think of your talent and experience is serving women's sports. And like, so I'm just appreciative that you made the switch for women's sports because you're bringing all of that, that talent and that leadership that has served men's sports and now serving women's sports. And it's great that you feel like women's sports is giving back to you too. But I, I just want to tell you, I see it from the other end that, you know, we can only get better collectively by having someone with your talents on, on this side. And I hope I start blazing the trail where other men, uh, women and men right. see that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully th- they'll see that they can make the jump over to women's sports. Right. And it's and- not this demotion or it's not this thing like, oh, you're in the WNBA. Well, the next step then is that you, you know, should work in the NBA. Lisa's yep. here to tell y'all I was in the NBA and I, and I, I went to the WNBA and it wasn't a step down. It was a step over and what you're creating could be a step up. Right. So that, uh, yeah, it's all about happiness and passion. Then what you're, that's when you're your bet when we're our best selves, right. Is when we truly, it doesn't, I imagine it doesn't feel like work for you. Like you, it doesn't feel like you get to feel at all. And that's why I work so play. much. Right. I love it. And I'm, you know, I, I work a 10 hour day and I get home and I sit down to watch TV or something. And then I start thinking, and, Oh, we should be doing this. That next thing, you know, I'm on my computer down some rabbit hole and my right. staff's like, why are you emailing me? At I love it. That is all right. So, what would you give a young person, uh, male or female, trying to get into sports and entertainment? What's a what's a route to like get their feet wet and where they they don't get stuck? What what lane? Yeah. So, first of all, now is the best time ever to get into sports um, because unfortunately the pandemic decimated the industry. Yeah. A lot of people who were in it and had been in it for years. Um, by choice or otherwise started with other industries and they're not coming back. Right. Right. So, I mean, you'll see right now, there are so many openings. Um, So if you ever even thought about it, Mm -hmm. now's the time to really take a look and, and hiring managers like myself are thinking about the types of talent that they want to hire through a different lens. Right. I'm no longer looking for who's got five, 10 years of experience in sports. I'm looking for, you know, who's got five to 10 years experience of either, in my case, sales or just leadership or, you know, skill sets are transferable. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We know that from sports. That's what sports is, right? We do it all the time. That's why young people that play sports and and they play it for a lengthy amount of time, you literally, the research shows that they're more successful in their careers because they transition those skills right into their everyday life. And they have success like they did in the field court pool, wherever it was that they competed. So um, yeah, yes. (laughs) I would say um, too, I mean, look, every little boy, especially, you know, their dreams to work in sport, be in sports, you know? Um, I think there's certain parts of sports that seem to be more sexy, like Mm -hmm. marketing. Everyone wants to get into marketing. Right, right. So, you know, sales, sales is not for everyone, right? But if you can do it, it's a great way to get your foot in the door. Um, And if you want to get to my level or higher, you typically need some sales experience at some point in your career. So why not 
get it out of the way sooner. Right. You, know, you may fall in love with it and the money you're making um, along the way. But I would also say minor league sports. I mean, I started in minor league sports, mm-hmm. um, you know, lacrosse leagues, WNBA. Like, don't just say I'm working for the NFL or the NBA or bus. I mean, good luck. Right. Right. Um, so being open to those different minor league properties and really being open to move is what's going to get you that foot in the door. And once mm-hmm. you get your foot in the door, if you're good, yeah. there's no stopping you. I love there, that. You're willing to move, right? You got to be, because these teams are in their cities, right? So if you, if you want to grow quickly, be, be able to pack a bag and, and, you know, uh, hop on a plane and move. And then, that that's a that's an incredible piece of advice to just kind of be flexible. And I think the sales is the other part that uh, people shy away from sales a lot. But what I hear you saying is, hey, if we if you go through the sales route, not only are you going to be making great money, but it's also the path to these other gigs. New sponsor. That's right. You can. It's a new sponsor of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Caffeine and sugar highs don't last a full workout. When you're training, you need something that won't spike your blood sugar and cause a crash. You can. Superstar steadily releases energy so you can keep your foot on the gas and in your workout on a high. It's trusted by over 400 pro and college teams, top dietitians, and coaches for long-lasting energy that's easy on the stomach. Achieve your personal best with a you can. Learn more at youcan.co. Ah, need to quench that thirst? Maybe just recover from your workout? You need Nirvana HMB. It increases muscle strength, reduces muscle recovery time, and decreases muscle loss. Nirvana HMB, living longer by living stronger. Listen, it is clinically proven muscle wellness in every single sip. Natural spring water infused with transformative science, providing life-enhancing benefits to every body and every body. Let's, let's, let's switch gears here for a second. You are an out female in uh, sports, uh, in women's sports particularly. Talk to me about, you know, when you came out. I always think that it's difficult for some people, and especially if any young person is listening and, and thinking about going into sports and entertainment, you've given them advice. Um, if they are gay and struggling, what advice would you say? And where does that fit in the workplace? Yeah. I mean, one, I would just say you can do it. Right. Um, and the most important thing is surrounding yourself by allies, right. Yes. And people that you know will be supportive. Um, you know, don't set yourself up for a situation because you want to get into sports so bad that, you know, you're going to work for a place that the culture is not going to align. You're going to, mm. um, but you can do it, you know, and, and there's no better time to do it. And I would right. encourage any other um, members of, of the LGBTQ plus community who are in leadership roles like myself to have the courage to step out on this platform and come out because it's so important that these younger folks do see representation. Yeah. We're in California. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well now I'm in Texas and I'm outer and louder and prouder. I love it. It's right. <laughs> in so, Texas, so, no doubt people. Okay. You know, and look, I mean, everyone's everyone's journey and story is different, and I completely respect that. So it isn't a one size fits all mold. Um, you know, for me, I I think I came came out out fully out at the Kings when we had our equality night, uh-huh. and um, I was part of a video. And actually, when when I speak on panels and I'm asked what the proudest moment of my career is, 
you know, the first four people go and they're like breaking a record for ticket sales here and doing this. And it gets to me. And I said, you know, the proudest moment of my career was galvanizing a group of six other Kings employees to be part of our quality night video that played in front of 17,000 fans that was then distributed around the, the internet virally. Um, some of them were coming out for the first time. Wow. To me, that was powerful, right? Yeah. Because it yeah. kind of gave them that platform. They can, and I, I mean, it, it brings tears to my eyes to this day when I watch the video, you should go to my LinkedIn and check it out. I mean, it is, it is powerful. Um, that's the most successful moment of my career. Right? And I, I think that just shows how I think as a leader versus maybe some of these, yeah. some of these. Well, that's good though, because that's the kind of leadership we need, right? Because leadership is taking action, but making the people around you better, right? And giving them an opportunity. And that's exactly what you did. What the heck does breaking some record have anything to do with the people around you and making people around you better? That made your pocket fatter is all it really did, right? I mean, like, so, okay, you got great commission that month, but nobody wants to even hang out with you to spend it with you. Right? So exactly. like, and the type of leadership that, that you're exhibiting is contagious. And I, I know that's what you're hoping is that other people go, Oh, that's a way I can lead, which yeah. that feels, you know, like authentic to me. And yeah. so that's easier. And then hopefully that becomes um, contagious. So that that's super cool. I definitely will check it out. You said it's on your LinkedIn page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. And look, I'd also say I made the mistake of making some assumptions. Assumptions are a scary thing, right? I assumed a lot of people wouldn't be accepting mm. of me, right? Gotcha. Because they were part of a country club or because they were really religious or, you know what I mean? That list, the list goes on. That was unfair of me to those people. Right. The majority of those people were more open armed and excited about it than some of the other folks. So I would just say, don't in your head make assumptions that the world's against you and that people won't be with you. Sure. Like you may come across a few, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. But overwhelmingly, I think in, in our heads, a lot of times we make it out to be far worse than it's going to be. Yes. Yes. Um, but go through your, you know, if you want to come out loud and proud through a video and a quality night, or you want to kind of come out to a few people you're closest to first, see how that goes. And then kind of, you know, there's no one size fits all mold, do whatever right. makes you comfortable. But if you want to do it, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I think what you said in the very beginning, have a team around you, right? Don't set yourself up. You know them people are not on your side and coming out to them is not going to do anything but cause you to have heartache. So get you a team first of support. So when you do get that rejection from the idiots that you have people around you that go, don't worry about them. We're still rocking with you and you can have that support. I think that that's excellent advice um, in, in the beginning there that you said and all the other stuff. A couple of questions here on script. Um, I'm going to, it's time to play a little game here. I'm going to yell out two things. The first one that resonates with you pops in the front of your head. That's your answer. You cannot give us any explanation for why you are making decision right now. It is called a two minute drill here in the huddle. I'm going to start rattling them off. There will be an opportunity for some towards the end for you to respond with, but not these right here. So here we go. All right, Lisa, hip hop or R&B? Hip hop. Book club or the club? The club. <laughs> good, good luck out there. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, sports car or SUV? Ooh, SUV. Take a class or teach a class? Teach a class. Beach or cabin? 
the beach. All right. Hoodie or suit? Hoodie. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Right. You know, we can we can rock a suit with a hoodie now, you know. I love this. So hey, yeah. it's whatever. Um, all right, movies or a play? Mm, movies. Bath or shower? Shower. Chocolate milk or white milk? Chocolate milk. Cook or take out? Take out. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. Offense or defense? Offense. Chess or checkers? Chess. Baked or fried? Fried. Yeah, I know that's right, girl. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, fly or drive? Drive. Steak or salad? Steak. Pie or ice cream? Pie. Treadmill or bike? Bike. Kayaking or skydiving? Woo, skydiving. Really? Okay, I said I can't, you can't answer yet. Okay. Uh, Saturday night or Sunday mornings? Woo, Sunday fun day. <laughs> I love it. I love it, right? Sunday is still the day you can have fun, but it can still be, it has a chill vibe to it too. So it doesn't have to be always turned up. But if you turn it up, just turn it up early so you can still get up and go to work um, on Monday. <laughs> All right. We're uh, here first. <laughs> now these, you can give us a little insight. Would you rather have a conversation with your ancestors or your future great-great-grandchildren. Whoa, I love this, by the way. Um, you know, maybe my maybe my ancestors, because I do think it's important. You know, I think we're all a piece of our, our past, right? Yeah, and right. so I think it's really important to learn kind of where we came from, because a lot of that shapes who we are today. So, I, oh man, if I had the opportunity to do that, that'd be awesome. Sweet. Um, now, would you rather have a rewind button on your life or a pause button? Ooh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with pause because I'm one of those people who lives under the like no regrets. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mess up. I've been through some tough shit. Yeah. I've messed up, you know, but oh, well. if I knew I could always just rewind that, then who, you know, who would I be and what the heck would I be doing? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. More importantly, right. Pause. <laughs> you know, so that it just, and, and in many ways, that's what we all did during the pandemic yeah, by yeah. force. And that's what made me figure out and put me on this. I was just going to say, you, you actually did that. You, you hit the pause button and now you live in your best life and your best gig. Um, would you rather go into space or deep, deep, deep in the ocean? Ooh, I was just talking about getting my scuba diving lessons. I'm going to, I'm going to go deep, deep in the ocean. I did some snorkeling. I thought I was all badass with the bright fish. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, sorry, Elon Musk. I'm going in the ocean. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. For some reason, just, I've seen the ocean, been in the ocean. It just feels a little more familiar. That whole space thing. Like, I don't know. We got a bunch of fools playing around with money and, and toy rockets and shit. I, I just, I think I'm going to stay here with at least my feet are either floating or on the ground. So I'm, sister, I am 100% with you on that one. And my last one of these x-ray vision or magnified hearing and why which one would you rather have Ooh, you know half of me almost doesn't even want to hear more I know. You know, i'm already pretty aware yeah. and analytical to the point where it almost drives me nuts um so i guess i'll go with x-ray vision It'd be my super superpower all right i like that i like that and our last question here you don't have to share what it is but we call it the fourth and one question in the huddle what was one of your biggest setbacks? I know you said you don't have regrets, but a biggest setback. And again, you can share it if you want, but really, what did you learn from the setback that you apply to life now? Yeah, I love that. Um, 
Look, and I'll, I'll say too, I mean, just so people know, like there's been jobs I really wanted, I didn't get and things like that. Right. Like, I don't want people to think with the role I'm in now, it's been a cakewalk, you know? Right. And, right. Um, but each of those, I look back and think, thank God that didn't happen because mm-hmm. I would have been miserable or I wouldn't have gotten to here. So everything does happen for a reason in some way. So I'll share that, but you know, one moment um, that was challenging for me that I, I feel comfortable kind of talking about publicly now is um, I think it was like two years into my into my um, tenure with the Kings. Uh, I had a counterpart who who started um, like six months after me and he's fantastic and he and I are great friends to this day. Um, but when promotion time came around, um, my boss at the time pulls me in the office and says, hey, in five minutes, I want to let you know uh, your counterpart is getting promoted um, and, and you're not essentially. So I got a 10 minute heads up. And wow. so I have to go stand out on, on the floor um, and know, knowing the whole staff's going to look at me, I'm trying to just be stoic. Right. Um, you know, and, and that was just really rough, right? Yes. Because I thought I was doing great. I didn't really understand the justification. I didn't have time to process. And, and here's the thing. I was at a crossroads. I could either just kind of say, F this, give up, go down that path of negativity and disgruntledness yeah. and kind of just show up and do the motions, whatever. Or I could say, you know what? I'm going to use this as um, motivation. Yeah. Right. And that's what I did. And I used it as motivation and I worked h- even harder um, and ultimately ended up, let's just say, catching up with that peer through the ranks. Right. And, you know, so again, I've, I've had my, my challenges and my setbacks too, but it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. I know that's um, right. Because there's a lot of people who do choose that just disgruntled path. Look, control what you can control. Right. And yep. in that moment, all I could control was how I'm going to react to it. Right. And it was a catalyst that got me to work even harder and get me to, you know, the executive level at age 30. Yeah. Um, and so all's good, but hey. that was tough. I mean, I, there's some tears. Right. Right. Sure. (laughs) Control the controllables. I'm just sitting there picturing you like that's like one of those Emmy or, you know, Grammy moments, you know, when they say nominated for and they always have everyone and then they only announce the one name. And I always want them to stay on the other people like the Golden Globes does a really good job of showing everyone and they don't cut to the winner. And I thought, man, these people really are going to do their best acting right now, clapping, knowing damn well they wanted that. Right. But they're like, right. oh, yes. <laughs> right. right. Congratulations. But yeah, you like you felt that pain. Did you have people come up to you afterwards and go, oh, I'm sorry, or you should have got that or checking in? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And, you know, in some ways I was like, am I going to lose the credibility of my staff? Right. I mean, there was just a lot that was, and, you know, I overthought it. Like it didn't matter. Right. But yes, I mean, it was good to know there was people who were in my corner and, um, you know, that's all I needed. And I was, right. gonna, I was going to pull myself together for them and yeah. for myself. You know what Sweet. I mean? So. I love it. I love it. We are running out of time, but I feel like this is going to be the, the first of many conversations, uh, especially during WNBA season. We would love to have you back and enter the huddle. Um, and I've got some other ideas too, that we, things that we can do. I'll talk offline, but uh, tell people how they can keep up with you on Instagram or where are you and where, how can they say, Hey, I want to be friends with Lisa. And I want to follow what she's doing and all of her positivity. How do they find you? Yes. Be my friend. Let's be friends. <laughs> um, Instagram, Lisa underscore figs, F I G S 
LinkedIn, you know, the more professional <laughs> version of myself. Right. right. Um, those are, those are the two best ways. And please, I encourage you, um, anybody who's either a woman or get, or just anybody who needs some advice, I will always take a 15 minute call. So don't hesitate to ask. Um, I'm rooting for you. Oh man, guys, did you hear what just happened? Uh, if you don't know who she is, she just gave you 15 minutes to put your life on track uh, from one of the best in the business. Lisa, thank you so very much for taking time out to enter the huddle, drop these gems. We, we're we friends, whether you want to be or not. Um, you know, I'm just letting you know, I told you already, when you get to DC, look me up and I might be coming back to Dallas soon. So we'll have to do it a little different. And, and this time we'll do it at a bar. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I'll pretend like I'm 30 and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Thank you so very much for entering auto. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye, Monica. Isn't she just cool? Like, don't you just want to hang out with her? Like I told her, when you come to D.C., man, we're going to hang. And I may even go back to Dallas just to hang out with her. Super cool person. Super open. Super authentic. Um, and, yeah, it was it was just great hanging out with her, meeting her in person. And then she said, yeah, of course I'll come on the show. So we keep trying to bring you good people and just kind of brighten your day and maybe get you started in a direction that you thought was impossible. That's what this is all about in the huddle. Thank you guys for listening so much. Leave me a review. Uh, check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. I think I'm on. Um, and uh, keep, you know, if you can't get in touch with me there or can't find me there, go to my website. Everything is there. www.monicadlivingston.com. Thank you for listening to The Huddle. Keep crushing it. Go and be great. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.